Squiggly. Squiggy. Squiggy. Not squiggly. Squiggly. Who was the other guy? Lenny. Oh, yeah. Lenny and Squiggy. We, sorry, you just joined us in the middle of the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) David Lander and Michael McKeon were the actors who portrayed Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. On uh, Laverne and Shirley. Very underrated actors, I feel like. They had a Shakespearean aura. Almost. I don't know. Michael McKeon has been in most of the fake documentaries that you've loved over the years, including Spinal Tap and Best in Show. And, oh, and he was on uh, Better Call Saul for the first yeah. two or three seasons. Well, hello and welcome, everybody, to another episode of the After Buzz Podcast. My name is Nico Edgeman, your host of the After Buzz. And, of course, I've got Buzz Adams. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Uh, all right. So today I want to talk about, uh, this Reddit thread on our history. Okay. This is a history episode then. Yep. History episode. What are some living examples of you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain? Uh, Uh, that's that line from uh, Batman. I think that Harvey Dent speaks. And I, I think about that line all the time. You either die the hero or you just live long enough to see yourself become the victim, uh, become the villain. Like Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't think of anybody that that fits more. You know, if, if he had just retired when he when his term as mayor ran out right. and not made any waves. Right. One of the biggest heroes in American history. Absolutely. And uh, now I think Rudy might end up uh, doing some jail time. Well, so today we're going to talk about people uh from like the middle ages to the modern era who started off with probably the best intentions uh but ended up becoming the worst villains okay now do you mean like how all the founding fathers used to be considered heroes in period end of sentence and now they're more complex characters than that because of their because of slavery? Slavery, yeah. Mm. No, <laughs> Columbus? More, n- more like... Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Columbus, Columbus was a hero for like 500 years. I know, so he's on this list for sure. I'm, I'm thinking more people uh, that... Well, you'll see as we go along. Oh, all right. Uh, number one, cult leader Jim Jones. Yeah, Jim Jones apparently ran a church that was very much ahead of its time as far as racial, racial justice. Racial equality, mm, yeah. Equality, right. And service. Yep. And uh, it was a bunch of good work that he was doing, but apparently it was just devolved into phony miracles to to manipulate followers uh, into gratifying. I guess he has socialistic dream for Jonestown, and then sec like he was having sex with a lot of the 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 women, right? I guess that would come as no surprise. But yeah, they relocated to French Guiana. Pretty sure. Wherever the hell Jonestown is. French Guiana. Okay. I'll go along with that. Is it? <laughs> I want to say French Guiana. Where was Jonestown? Where was Jonestown? Not a search I thought I would have today. Yeah, in Guiana in South America. Well, French Guiana or just... Well, I think at the time it was called French can, Guiana. I'm confused because there's, like <clears throat> there's a like a Guinea in Africa... Then there's a new Guinea that I never hear about it anymore. This I don't even know if they Guiana, exist. This is Guiana, G-U-Y-A-N-A. I think it'd be more Spanish, like Guayana. So this is a Guyana 
ecological episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Here's an interesting Jim Jones fact I bet you didn't don't know. Third. One, of, one of his Third. jobs before he became a minister was selling monkeys door to door in Indiana. That's not true. Yeah, it is. Monkeys door to door? Mm-hmm. Just like you'd sell vacuum cleaners or encyclopedias in the old days. Do you have some pun to throw on top of no. this? No. <laughs> All right, let's look up number two. All right. Maximilien Robespierre of the French Revolution and more dramatically, the reign of terror. Well, he helped overthrow the monarchy, including, uh, um, who said, uh, let them eat cake. Marie Antoinette, Antoinette is, so. is that's ascribed to her, but they historians doubt if she said that because that had been around as a saying for, for decades before she was born. So, well, she, uh, ropes here went from, overthrowing the monarchy to executing most of his political enemies by guillotine and then being guillotined and arrested and executed by his own committee. So many people that were like the pro guillotine people who ended up on the guillotine. By the way, this is a picture of a young Reverend Jim Jones with some of the monkeys that he would sell. He was a door to door (laughs) monkey salesman. Okay. I was thinking like large chimpanzees. No, these are like, that's not a monkey. That's an ape. Damn it. These are, these these are capuchins. It monkey, like. monkey. I, I happen to know a lot about monkeys. You are a monkophile. <laughs> Philippe Pertain. Familiar with his name? Nope. He was a renowned commander who helped lead the defense of Verdun, becoming a national hero in World War I. Uh, when France surrendered in World War II, the Germans saw an opportunity to increase their public image of Vichy France and convinced him to lead the collaborationist regime. So in World War One, he was on the right side. Yep. And in World War Two, he was on the wrong side. Yep. That son of a bitch should have died before he became a villain. Exactly. <laughs> Nowadays, he's actually regarded as a traitor, our version of uh, Benedict Arnold. Yeah, a collaborator, sure. A quizzling. Yeah, Quislin. The guy who invented the orbital lobotomy. I don't know why they don't have his name. They just say the guy that invented the orbital lobotomy. That's a orbital lobotomy as opposed to a prefrontal lobotomy? The orbital goes through the eye. Ah. Yeah. You know what they say about prefrontal lobotomies? I'd I'd rather have a free bottle in front of me than a prefrontal lobotomy. (laughs) (laughs) Saw that on a t-shirt in the 70s, believe it or not. And it still applies. I still remember it to this day. Number five, Mao Zedong of China. Yeah, how is he a hero? Well, he helped in ridding China of foreign influence. Remember, uh, China was kind of being taken up by Japan, Britain, and a bunch of foreign uh, uh, interests. So... He then he actually also gave women equal rights as men. He allowed all children to attend school, uh, had massive social and industrial reforms to modernize China. Uh, too bad he's not very good at running the place long term, and ended up killing millions as a result as a result of being forced to side with the USSR during the Cold War, acting like an expert when he wasn't, and worrying about revolutionary zeal. Right. Okay. Now uh, was I, he okay? I get. I'm sorry. Chiang Kai-shek? Are you talking about Chiang I don't know. I'm talking about the guy who decided, you know what? We really don't like people that have education. So we're going to like imprison or execute all of them. And then yes, we're going to make everybody so. that's left become farmers. Like everybody's going to work. Yes. Or was that like Pol Pot? Am I getting my 
my Asian despots confused. No, you know, you're right. Paul Pot didn't like educated people. They, that's a different thing I'm thinking of. Now, the dick move that Mao Zedong picked well, was this thing where it was like uh, uh, a thousand flowers bloom, where he said, you know what? Instead of, instead of quashing any kind of uh, disagreement or anything, we are going to welcome all kinds of viewpoints and we're going to take them seriously and, you know, come forward with your ideas. Let a thousand flowers bloom. So as soon as people did that, he was like, aha, just kidding. You've just outed yourself as a subversive and wreaked havoc on these people. Yeah, that's pretty dicky. But <laughs> uh, like I was reading earlier, and I've, I've read up about this, Chiang Kai-shek and Mao Zedong were the two leaders of completely different types of parties. This is communist, and uh, Chiang Kai-shek was a kind of fascistic democracy. Uh, okay. Anyways, but he, he led everybody to Taiwan, and uh, Mao Zedong kept mainland China. But both of them were there fighting the Japanese army. The Japanese was, was in control of most of... Well, the Japanese were brutal. I mean... Oh, yeah, through the rape of Nanking and... There was a, inhumane doesn't subhuman almost yep. describes the behavior of the Empire of Japan on China in, in World War II. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and so they worked together. So that's why he's considered uh, that he went. He was good at some point because he was trying to help you know get rid of the Japanese and help out. But you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. The theme of today's podcast number six, Fritz. Haber, who invented the Haber process of making fertilizer uh, from the atmosphere, alleviating food shortages in Europe in the early 20th wait, century. Wait, wait, he made fertilizer from atmosphere? Yeah. So uh, what you need for the chemical formula for uh, ammonia is NH4. Well, everybody knows that. If you had a basic chemistry education, but I feel like you really didn't learn anything in your high school. No. Yeah. You were too busy looking over your shoulders, so you get become a victim of violence. Yeah. Well, <laughs> most people I know had some type of chemistry. Yeah. Explains a lot about me. Uh, anyways, NH4 is ammonia. Uh, that's what you need in, in fertilizer, right? All right. So like, how do you, uh, like ammonium nitrate. When did he do his villainous turn? Well, hold on. Before this, all fertilizer and all nitrates were coming from... Uh, Feces. Dung. Yeah, dung. But Manure. But there was way too many people and not enough feces to <laughs> make as much food as they needed to. Yeah. So he really thought, well, there's a lot of nitrogen in the fucking atmosphere. How am hmm. I just going to pull it out? What, 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 what century are we talking about? Uh, 20th century, early okay, 20th, so- like the 1910s. Okay. Yeah. Around there. All right. So far, so good. Um, and so- Completely, uh, figure probably out the, forestalled a lot of global famine. I would imagine. Absolutely, uh, he basically alleviated short footages in the entire world and won a Nobel Prize uh, for chemistry. Hero. Yeah. Later, during World War One, um, during World War One, oh, I thought anytime you hear World War Two, it's like, oh, don't tell me he's a fucking Nazi. Yeah, but even World War One was no picnic for um, people who had to go through chemical warfare, which was, he developed chlorine gas for the trenches and mustard gas, and he's known as the father of chemical warfare. Oh, okay. Now, did he specifically invent these applications because he was so devious, or did the government just kind of use his I think he developed them for the government. Like he was a, for which government? For the Germans. Ah. Fritz. He was German. 
Fritz Haber. Uh-huh. Yeah. Number seven, Boris Yeltsin. Okay. I, I remember at the end of his life, he was just a comical drunk. That's what it was. See, he did Russia a heroic service as the USSR failed, but... Well, he stepped in after Gorbachev and was right. kind of, you know... Exactly. Overseeing things, but he was also a, a drunken buffoon who would be visibly, visibly drunk when meeting with the president of the United States and other world leaders. But then he became corrupt, admired in corruption, and just drunken ineffectiveness. Kind of looked down. Okay. Mark Antony, Caesar's right-hand man. He received overwhelming support by both military and the common people, but... Oh, and he even averted a civil war following Caesar's assassination. But he lost most of his support following the Battle of Actium, and the opening of his will confirmed he was a bad dude when he gave everything to Cleopatra and Ptolemy from Egypt. Okay. Uh, Kwame Nkrumah led the independence movement in Ghana in the 1950s and was universally loved when Ghana became a There's nation. There's another one that sounds like Guyana. Is 19- Ghana. Yeah, it's right. It's so confusing. He began work on hundreds of essential infrastructure projects, which would help bring Ghana up to the level of developed nations quickly. He promised a powerful and prosperous country, which could be independent of the Cold War struggles between East and West. He then decided it would be better if he became a dictator. He suppressed Ghanaian traditional culture, began imprisoning people without charges, and vi- almost immediately violated his constitution. I want to just jump back a couple here real quick and say that there's one of these that does not really fit the description as much as the others, and that's Boris Yeltsin. Yeah, he was corrupt, but so was everybody after the fall of the Soviet you know, I Empire. Guess that's a- and he was a drunk. I don't think that makes you, you know, a bumbling drunk uh, fool is not on the same level as... Mao Zedong. Yeah. Do I have a point there? Yeah. All right. I didn't write the list. I did, when I woke up this morning, I did not expect that I would be defending Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> uh, number 10, Nero. <laughs> okay. From his first years, though his first years in office were actually very prosperous, thanks in part to good advice from Seneca and Burris. Uh, after he killed his mother, things went downhill. Uh, Rome burned, and he put the blame on some weird religious freaks called Christians. Didn't he burn them? That Is he happened, the one that had, like, he would leave them burning his courtyard as candlelight for people to... I believe that was Nero. Ugh. Benedict Arnold. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we got the term Benedict Arnold. Well, but also he was initially a high-ranking American officer, and he got us He the was victory. a hero, the hero of Sar- Ticonderoga, right? Saratoga. Saratoga, okay. But despite the military success, uh, he was jealous. Have jealous. You, let me tell you, you can watch and learn, I think, a lot about Benedict Arnold and kind of what motivated him to do what he did called, uh, shit, it was a show that was on. Washington Spies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Washington Spies. No, no, no. But there was something like before it, then colon, Washington Spies. And it was all about the Culper Ring. The Culper Ring, yeah. Yeah, yeah, The first spies. Yeah, that's a great show. And it really does, I think, give you a pretty good idea. You know, he felt unappreciated. He felt like he was sometimes looked over. He was also kind of an asshole to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
He sold out his country to Major Andre. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I remember that from an episode of Brady Bunch where Peter had to appear in a play about Benedict Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know what? I'll finish it off with these last two. Alfred Nobel. Now uh, invented dynamite. Well, but then actually, established the Nobel Prize. Actually, he invented nitroglycerin. Uh, but due to the improper handling of it and all the deaths that happened because of the improper handling, including his own brother, he looked at creating safer explosives, thereby coming with, up with dynamite, then glegamite and balisite. Uh, he made a ton of money for the military use, basically. Yeah, but again, I don't think a lot of people think that Alfred Nobel became a villain. I think that I th- some of his scientific uh, I think discoveries anything, were applied he started to- being a villain and ended up being a hero. Right, because he felt so bad and how many people had died that he left uh, yep. an endowment. To give out the Nobel Prizes. Yep. Uh, on 1895. So I think he is a reverse Harvey Dent. Yeah. He is a Dent Harvey. He did it backwards. <laughs> you see there? Um, Dr. No. Okay. So this is what, it was interesting. So when his brother Ludwig died, this caused several newspapers to accidentally publish the obituary for Alfred Nobel instead. Oh. A French obituary stated... The merchant of death is dead, and went on to say, Dr. Alfred Nobel, who became rich by finding ways to kill more people faster than ever before, died yesterday. And uh, he saw he was able to read his own obituary and did not like that he would be remembered as the merchant, merchant of death. He was disappointed with what he read and concerned with how he would be remembered. Okay. And finally, Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Not so much a man himself changing, but the perceptions of him has changed. He probably was always <laughs> who he was. I think he, you know, look, and I know Columbus Day is coming up, and nope. it's also N- Indigenous, Indigenous People's, People's Day. Day. Well, it's still a federal holiday known as Columbus Day. Do not say the colonizer's name. I would say, just in any kind of defense, that Christopher Columbus was very much a man of his time, and the things that he did were considered very bold at the time and very heroic and it's just our perception of him no 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 there were certain he wasn't more vicious than any of the other conquistadors he was actually dickier as a person now he was sailing from europe to the west indies what he thought was the west indies now he thought that he thought it was india the west indies is what he discovered right 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 sorry so during the the trip his sailors were saying when are we going to get there? When are we going to get there? I hear there were rumblings of mutiny. Absolutely. And Here's what that sounds like. Mutiny, mutiny, mutiny. Rumble, rumble, rumble. So he would he he would keep telling If them, anybody got that as a Stan Freeberg reference, uh, I owe you a beer. If anybody listening recognized that as a you Stan hear that? Freeberg. Anybody, you, anybody, you got that. I'll buy you a beer. Let us know. If you, if you recognize that. That would be a worth a whole Stan episode Freeberg. just because you came up with such an <laughs> antiquated. Rumble, rumble, rumble. Mutiny, mutiny, mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he was about to be a mutiny. If, if he hadn't hit land, I think he lied to his uh, soldiers telling them how much time That's they right had. Or, yeah. He also did not give the award that was offered for the first person to sight land. It was sighted by a sailor in the crow's nest. Right. And uh, somehow Columbus ended up keeping that money. 
Dick. Oh, he told he told the guy in the crow's nest. Now I think you saw some clouds. I was the one who really uh-huh, spotted uh-huh. that. That's kind of a dick. See, I mean, it doesn't quite measure up to genocide. Well, he went on to do that later. What do you think? Killing the natives and stuff. I'm sure he killed and enslaved a bunch of people. As I say, Columbus was very a man much of his a time. European man of they his time. They all did it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me know what you thought of our episode about villains to heroes, heroes to villains. And do you have any suggestions of your own? Yeah. yeah. I bet a lot of people feel that way about me. Yeah. You're in your villain era right now. Yeah. Well, to some people. <laughs> <laughs> they know who they are. You can let us know what your thoughts are by emailing us at buzz at kaliq.com or nico at kaliq.com, N-I-C-O. Also, Buzz, what's the neckline number if you wanted to leave a message? If you want to leave a message, we have a, a recorded line that's set up and running 24 hours a day. You can call any time, any day of the week. Uh, the toll-free neckline number is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you, listener, for listening to oh, the app. We're sponsored now. Are we oh, supposed yeah. to start reading that? I mean, nobody told me to. Yeah, sure. Let's start doing it. i got to find it here. Go ahead. And, uh, I, I'm sure being, a, being sponsored is a good thing. I mean, we probably should. Sure. Uh, should try it. The Buzz Adams On Demand and the After Buzz, which is what this is, both brought to you by Sarah Farms. Discover the difference freshness makes by drinking Sarah Farms milk. Yeah, there you go. We love Sarah Sarah Farms Farms milk. milk. All right, listener. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.